Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You want to know what happened yesterday? What happened within the last 24 hours in Vikings land? Hey, there's some big news from Dalton Risner, the guard that used to play for the Broncos coming in for a visit last night. We're waiting to hear what those results are. Daniil Hunter wanting to be forever a Viking. We'll talk about takeaways from day five at camp, specifically the afternoon session where they put on pads. Everybody loves popping pads except for my microphone. We'll also look at Who are some of the six players to keep an eye on, as well as my favorite number in Vikings history? All next on your Vikings Daily Opener. Hey, everybody, it's Dave here from Vikings First and Skull. With your Vikings Daily Opener, this day, Tuesday, August 1st, 2023. We are now just 40 days away from the Vikings Week 1 season opener, and training camp is fully underway because pads came on yesterday. Woohoo! We're going to start with our very own Tyler Fornis over on the Vikings Wire as he reported last night. Report, Vikings hosting guard Dalton Reisner on visit. According to Mike Kliss of Nine Sports, which is a Denver channel, by the way, the Minnesota Vikings are hosting former Denver Broncos guard Dalton Reisner on a visit. This news generated a lot of buzz amongst fans and analysts alike. Risner was a second-round pick of the Broncos in 2019 out of Kansas State and played well in his time in Denver. He saw a regression in 2022 under Nathaniel Hackett, which shouldn't be held too much against him as the entire offense struggled. Risner played right tackle and center at Kansas State But when he was drafted, he was moved over to left guard, where he played the entire time. Well, that position is currently occupied by Ezra Cleveland. However, his pass-blocking skills were effective last season with a 73.6 grade. What's interesting about Risner is that he has a strong relationship with Vikings offensive line coach Chris Cooper who coached him in Denver and even attended Risner's wedding. The connection could give the Vikings an advantage in signing Dalton. The visit could be an opportunity for Cooper to evaluate Risner and determine if he would be a good fit for the Vikings or not. The offensive line is always an important position to fortify, and adding a talented player like Risner 
could make a big difference to the Vikings. We'll keep you updated on any developments with Risner and the Vikings as they develop. Now, myself, I talked with Darren, my partner on Two Old Bloggers today. We're not so sure Dalton Risner is here or visiting to instantly assume a starting position, whether it be at left guard for Cleveland or right guard for Ed Ingram. This may be more of a backup spot because Chris Reed is hurt. We'll have to see. We'll have to see if the Vikings even sign him. But it is definitely an upgrade, whether at starter or in depth, on that offensive line. Our next story, we're staying heavy with Tyler and Vikings Wire on this one. Daniil Hunter, I want to be a Viking forever. I can understand that sentiment. Tyler was excited to start the day yesterday by sharing some great news about one of our star players, Daniil Hunter. Yesterday, Hunter returned to practice after signing a new deal with the Vikings. This new contract brings his compensation up to a possible $20 million for the 2023 season, and it's clear that Hunter is thrilled to be back on the field with his teammates. I do believe he really likes to play football. He spoke to the press after practice and made it clear that he wants to be a Viking forever. This is fantastic news for the team and for the fans. Hunter is one of the top defensive players in the league, and his presence on the field is sure to make a huge impact this season. The road to this new contract was a long one, but Hunter's patience and perseverance paid off, and we're excited to see what he'll do this year. Dave here also thinking it was a good deal for the Minnesota Vikings as well. In his comments to the press, Hunter emphasized the importance of staying in shape and taking care of his mindset to play football. He's been doing just that during this time away from the team, and now he's ready to hit the field and help his teammates succeed. Heck, there was even a story out of yesterday where Kwesi said he even looks bigger. And he said, well, it's the first offseason. He wasn't nursing or recovering from an injury. And if you look at the clips from yesterday, he does look bigger. That's scary. As we get closer to the start of the season, we'll keep a close eye out on Hunter and the rest of the Vikings. There is a lot to be excited about this year, and we can't wait to see what this team can do. Of course, Vikings first and skull will be there with you for all of it. Our next story comes from Cole Smith, writing for Vikings first and skull over at FFSN, the fans first sports network. Daniil Hunter's return gives the 2023 Vikings real aspirations. Cole Smith over at FFSN discusses the implications of the return of Daniil Hunter to the Vikings defense. After speculation during the offseason that the star defensive end could potentially hold out during training camp, Hunter arrived with the rest of the team but was not participating in on-field activities. This led 
to questions about what's next for the nine-year veteran. Well, that not participating's called a hold in, as we all found out, but it was resolved. The tension was alleviated Sunday morning when it was reported that Hunter and the Vikings had agreed to a one-year deal worth up to $20 million. With Hunter secure for the 2023 season, the Vikings can now realistically compete to defend their NFC North crown. Losing Hunter would have meant the Vikings lost 20 and a half sacks on the team that had only totaled 38 in 2022. You wonder where that number comes from? That comes from adding Zadarius Smith and Daniil's numbers together. Hunter gives them a proven pass rusher on the defense that has many question marks. Following an unlikely 13-4 and record in 2022, the Vikings said farewell to many aging veterans on the defensive side. That team had already yielded the second most yards in the NFL, so it's not good. Losing veterans doesn't sting as bad if the young players behind them have been productive. Unfortunately, the depth behind Hunter and Smith hasn't shown enough. Not enough to where the team could have felt comfortable heading into 2023. To replace Smith, the Vikings added former New Orleans Saints defensive end Marcus Davenport. The former first-round pick has struggled to stay healthy during his career and only has 21 and a half sacks in five seasons, including a miserable .5 last year. He did, however, record a healthy 17.6% win percentage on pass blocks last year. Is that enough to replace Smith's production? That is yet to be determined. Now, for all of you that are worrying, he has a very, very high pressure rate. And sometimes sacks don't come, but as the pressures are there, they're bound to get there sometime. And it's the pressures that mean the most, making that quarterback uncomfortable. The replacement for Hunter would have come from in-house. Four-year backup DJ Wanham notched only four sacks and 368 pass rushes across the regular season and postseasons last year. His win rate at rushing the passer was only 8.2%, well below Hunter's mark of 15.9%. This is consistent with his career marks, which were 7.1 in 2021, despite recording eight sacks, and 6.6 as a rookie. The only other option would be third-year backup Patrick Jones and second-year undrafted free agent Luigi Villan. Jones played less than Wanham, only rushing the passer 166 times. However, his win rate in rushing the passer was higher than Wanham's at 10.7%, and he too recorded four sacks. So far, Jones has shown a few flashes, but nothing consistent enough to believe he will ever be more than a rotational guy. Valet played sparingly and will have to fight for a roster spot, although many people are intrigued to see if he can make the jump in year two, I being one of them. On top of producing and helping the defensive line, Hunter's return will help the back end of the defense as well. 
The cornerback room is filled with intriguing yet inexperienced players. If the secondary can be aided by a strong pass rush led by Hunter, then defensive coordinator Brian Flores will be able to maximize his play calling. Without Hunter, the Vikings would have had to really struggle to find the requisite pass rush to fuel this new-look defense. With Hunter, Minnesota now has a chance to potentially realize the untapped potential of other players across the board. And if the defense can improve at all to help their high-flying offense, the Vikings can realistically defend the NFC North. A very tall task if Daniil Hunter wasn't there. In conclusion, the return of Daniil Hunter is crucial to the Vikings' defense in the upcoming 2023 season, and it provides them with a proven pass rusher, a strong veteran presence, and a potential to maximize the play calling of their defensive coordinator. With Hunter back on the team, there is no doubt that the Vikings have a real aspirations to defend the North. That was a very good piece, Cole, and keep them coming. Now to refill the coffee, I'll be right back. And I'm back. And our next piece, again from Tyler Fornis over at the Vikings Wire, 10 takeaways from day five of Vikings training camp. Yesterday marked the fifth day of practice and the first practice in full pads, which gave us a great look at how the players are progressing. One of the biggest highlights of the day was the long-awaited return of defensive end Daniil Hunter, who missed all of practice this summer. Hunter's return was a huge boost for the team, and he wasted no time making his presence felt on the field. Another notable moment from yesterday's practice was the absence of backup quarterback Nick Mullins, who missed practice due to a family issue. Hope everything's all right on that end there, Nick. This left Kirk Cousins and Jaron Hall to take all the practice reps, giving them valuable opportunities to show what they can do. And we know Kirk Cousins has been hot and accurate so far this training camp. When it comes to Hall, meh, ups and downs. On the offensive side of the ball, wide receiver Justin Jefferson continues to impress with his effortless plays and smooth route running. Jefferson was named the Offensive Player of the Year last season, and it looks like he's picking up right where he left off. Heck, he even looks better. Running back Ty Chandler also had a strong showing yesterday, displaying impressive vision and agility on the field. Chandler is hoping to earn significant playing time this season, and his solid performance in practice is a step in that right direction. Defensive cornerback Byron Murphy Jr. had a mixed day on the field. While he was beaten by Jefferson on one play, he made up for it with an aggressive coverage and the ability to knock down the pass at the goal line. Don't get too discouraged there, Byron. Justin Jefferson beats a lot of people in this league. Finally, Makai Blackman also made an impression on the coaching staff 
working with the ones during minicamp and again yesterday during practice. As always, stay tuned for more updates on the Minnesota Vikings training camp. With so much talent on display, it's shaping up to be an exciting season for the Vikings fans everywhere. And all that rolled into last night's show of the Real Forno Show, Vikings Training Camp Update. Last night, we talked about, Tyler and I, that the Vikings have completed five practices, and then bing, 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 we have breaking news. Breaking news. What do we do? We bring on Judd Zolgad of Score North and of Vikings Wire, and he reports that offensive guard Dalton Risner is visiting the Vikings. That was definitely an exciting part of the show, and we wait further word, hopefully today, on what comes of that. We also talked about Daniil's Hunter return to practice after signing his contract. There was also discussions of players that stood out, including Tyler's own man crush, Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall has been up and down. Sometimes he looks like he gets it and he's right on target, and then other times he sails the ball. Well, this is to be expected with a rookie quarterback. He's going to get it. Not to worry, Kevin O'Connell will mold his piece of clay. And then there's the team's defense under Brian Flores that we discussed and his ability or desire to create confusion for the offense. Hey, it was a great show, and we appreciate everybody that joined us and watched us. It's always a fun time, and you do get to see Eclair and Odie on our live shows. If you missed it, go to Vikings First and Skull YouTube page and check it out. And know that the Real Forno Show comes on live Mondays and Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central. And this Wednesday coming up, we're going to be talking about the safeties. We did mention Lewis Seen a bit in the show. Well, he's going to get even more attention tomorrow. Now I'm going to head over to the Daily Norseman. There, Tyler Ireland, a whole separate Tyler, is talking about six players to keep an eye on during padded practices. Things are about to get interesting. Tyler writes, yesterday marks the first real practice of training camp, and we're about to see who is and isn't deserving of the hype. As the pads come on, let's keep an eye out on these six players. First one, Marcus Davenport. Davenport was a first-round pick with a ton of upside. He boasts one of the highest pressure rates among pass rushers, but he hasn't yet been able to rack up the sack totals you'd expect from someone with his pedigree. That said, he could be a player to watch this year, especially if new defensive coordinator Brian Flores can help revitalize his career. And now being opposite of Daniil Hunter, for sure, that's sure to help. The next player is Ed Ingram. Pass protection was supposed to be Ingram's calling card, but he struggled mightily in his rookie season. Hey, folks, there is a huge difference between college and the NFL. He was more effective as a run blocker, 
And he had some massive hits doing that. But the big question with Ingram is whether he can show the same ability in pass protection that he did in his college career. Can he take that step? If he can, he could be a valuable asset for the team. And that's what we're all hoping. Next player, Brian Asamoa, or Asamoa, as he says it's pronounced, is an ascending talent at linebacker who showed some promise in limited roles last season. He was one of the best pure athletes in last year's linebackers class, but there are still questions about his ability as a pass rusher and a run defender. Additionally, starting all 17 games, there may be a question whether it will take a toll on his performance as the season progresses. Hopefully not, but let's see that he gets it. And let's see him fly around the field now that the pads are on. Josh Oliver. Oliver was one of the Vikings' most important offseason signings, and for good reason. He's an elite run blocker and could emerge as a red zone threat for quarterback Kirk Cousins. Offensive coordinator Wes Phillips has already taken note of Oliver's big frame, saying that when, quote, when Josh Oliver gets that train rolling, he's tough to cover just due to his size, unquote. Wes, you just might have something there. Another player to watch is Joe Juan Williams. Williams is a former second-round pick who struggled to live up to the expectations with the New England Patriots. That said, he has experience playing in the Brian Flores defense, at least the same system, and has been working with the first team throughout the offseason. The biggest question with Williams is whether his physicality in a six foot three, 212 pound frame will be able to compensate for his below average speed and acceleration. Hey, there are some spots that take longer to develop. Maybe he's one of those because corner is not an easy spot to get. Maybe we've got him at his best point in his career. Let's watch and find out. If not, he will be replaced by one of the even younger guys. The final player to watch is Jordan Addison. As you all know, Jordan was drafted in the first round. Now, although Addison missed a good chunk of the offseason program with some sort of minor injury, he has looked impressive in the small amount of time we've seen him in practice. His route running is as good as advertised, and he seems to have reliable hands. The real question with Addison is whether he has the play strength and physicality to beat press coverage. Also, does he have the size and ability to withstand all that all season? 17 games are going to rack up quick. We're about to find out, and it's going to be interesting to watch him in camp as the pads come on and the defenders get to pop him. I can tell you that it is exciting to finally see these players in action, and we'll closely be monitoring their performances throughout camp. And as always, stay tuned to Vikings First and Skull to get your updates, or as in this case, with Tyler Ireland over at the Daily Norseman. Well, that brings us to the time of the show where we get to take a trip 
down memory lane. We are now at 40 days until the season opener. And you know what that means. Today, we're looking at the impact of the number 40 on the history of the Minnesota Vikings and the standout players who have worn it. Over the years, 13 past players and one current one have had the honor to wear the number 40 jersey and represent the Minnesota Vikings. Each of these players has contributed to the team in their own unique way, leaving a lasting impact on the history of the franchise. One of the more notable players to have donned the number 40 for the Vikings is Charlie West. He played as a defensive back on the team from 1968 to 1973 and was part of the Super Bowl squads for Super Bowl four and eight. West was also a kick and punt returner for the Vikings and still holds the team's record for the longest punt return. It was November 3rd, 1968, when West returned a Mike Bragg punt, 98 yards for a touchdown, making it one of the most memorable moments in Vikings history. Hey, all. Charlie West is for you old-timers, like me. He was good, and he went on to play for a couple other teams and had a great career. However, the next player happens to be my personal favorite player to have ever worn the number 40 for the Vikings, and that is Jim Kleinsaucer. Kleinsaucer played a tight end, fullback, and H-back for the Vikings from 1999 to 2011. Talk about being versatile. During his career, Jimmy was known for his strong blocking ability and was often used as a lead blocker in the Vikings' rushing attack. He was a reliable target as well, contributing as a receiver with 192 receptions for 1,688 yards and six touchdowns. Despite not being a flashy player, Klein Saucer was a fan favorite and widely respected by his teammates for his work ethic and toughness. He was the type of player who did the dirty work that often went unnoticed but was crucial to the team's success. His contributions both on and off the field made him a beloved member of the Vikings organization, and I can attest to that. Everybody loved Jimmy. Klein Saucer's 13-year career with the Vikings was marked by consistency and longevity, playing in 181 games and starting in 100 of them. We loved his ability to pancake block anyone from a small DB who was unlucky enough to have to rush him to edge rushers and defensive tackles. It was a thing of beauty. Jimmy was an awesome and one of the best blockers in the league at the time and could probably line up today. He was that good. The current player to wear number 40 is undrafted free agent interior linebacker Ivan Pace Jr. I can hear the Pace fans going wild now. Pace was one of the two UDFAs that received guaranteed money to sign with the Vikings. He's already made some head-turning plays 
when the pads come on in training camp yesterday. Will he make the team? Hey, he's pushing hard for it and is presently running with the twos. And I do know that Brian Flores has talked about he's caught his eye, so that's always a good thing. Watching him in the preseason games will tell a better story, and we can't wait. In conclusion, the number 40 has been worn by some standout players in Vikings history, such as Charlie West and Jim Kleinsauser, who are both known for their toughness and commitment to the team. With Ivan Pace Jr. currently wearing the number, we'll have to wait and see if he can make his mark on Vikings history as well. The number 40 has been an important part of Vikings history, and it will always be remembered as a symbol of the team's strength and determination. You got that right. Well, folks, that is all for today. Sorry it's late, been busy this morning. I'll get it out here shortly. But this has been Dave Stefano from Vikings First and Skull on your Vikings Daily Opener this day, Tuesday, August 1st, 2023. And what do we say? Skull Vikings! This has been a Vikings First and Skull production.